A little hotshot teeny tiny lawyer picks up an amazing girl and heads down to the Bahamas to meet up with everyone's favorite slice of white bread, Paul Walker. It's not difficult to find the treasure in this treasure hunt of a movie. Josh Brolin shows off his mustache and Jessica Alba shows off her ass in a real true blue installment of Blue September, presented by Five Guys Flicking Around. Guys, let's raise some awareness and support a good cause, and let's talk about Into the Blue. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed the helicopter with a car. I'm out of bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. Hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. Oh, I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. This is the second installment of Blue September. Woo, I'm excited. Paul is the, Paul a huge fan. The people in the back. I'm really happy about what we're doing in September. If you didn't catch the last episode, Point Break, uh, we kind of got into it, but uh, this is all all September. We're doing Blue September to Blue support September. a great cause. Yep. We're cause supporting, we're we're supporting uh, Blue September through this cause, um, through, through Blue September. Yeah. That's right. It's, Wear blue. Throw on your blue headbands, your blue socks. Yeah, wear blue. Yeah. We're trying to raise awareness. We're trying to get visibility we up need on to this. Do, we need to do one of those Instagram campaigns where it's just like a blue square. Yeah. Like it's just yes. like a solid Okay, so Brett Radner, if you're listening, uh, go ahead and start the whole start the whole uh, blue hashtag and blue, yeah, blue it's, screen. Uh, it's a big month for us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the month. We're doing all blue movies, starting with Point Break. And, and then moving on to more bluer, to this, even bluer to movies. To this week, we're doing Into the Blue. This um, movie was really blue. It was. It was. It was very blue, and that's perfect for Blue September. So why don't we get things started Let's with first it. impressions? Ryan Poulard, what do you got for first impressions? Um, I would appreciate it if you call me Ryan Bluelard <laughs> for the duration of this month. <laughs> I see what you did there with your name. <laughs> we need to all come up with like blue names. Um, I had a good time watching Into the Blue this week. It was the first time I'd ever seen the movie, and uh, it was just an easy watch. There's not a lot to come back to. But Blue's um, in the title. But Blue is in the title, <laughs> so it fits the criteria for Blue September. Uh, it's a cool story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about all I got to. It was cool to see Paul Walker's character... Do like oh not God. a lot. <laughs> look, look. He does it was, a, he it does was a shit ton. It was great to see Josh Brolin kind of just not do that much. <laughs> Jessica Alba didn't really do we're that much. We're picking these movies to raise awareness, not because they're phenomenal, but because we're supporting a cause. So it wasn't your favorite, but you still enjoyed it quite a bit, right? I will say this: the drug kingpin situation that they get wrapped up in uh, becomes intense, and so there are scenes where. Um, 
I don't even know if I was on the edge of my seat, but I was getting closer to the edge of my seat. <laughs> you were inching your way there. It was like a middle of your seat action thoroughly. Yeah, it's like a middle of my seat intensity. Your back's not against the rest, but you're also getting ready to go to the bathroom. Right. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go. So the first time I saw this movie was actually with Kyle and uh, my wife, and it was when she my had wife the, <laughs> exactly my spouse, and it was when she had the flu. It was when she had the flu. And we were like, let's put on an the easy. Blue? <laughs> we were like, a let's put on. <laughs> she did have the blue, um, but we were like, let's put on an easy, just like fun movie. I think I said that. I think you said well, yeah, because I had never seen it before, <laughs> and so, I said what you've never seen Into the Blue exactly, and you're like Scott Con, and I'm like, who is Scott Con? <laughs> and boy, did I, uh, you know. Yeah. Did Brandon, I get introduced to a, a world of Scott Kahn after this? Brandon actually thought it was Peter Dinklage in the movie. <laughs> Just for a second. During, in the underwater scenes, it looks it was so is that, is that Dinklage? Is that Warwick Davis? Next. I'm not sure. It's actually a shorter actor, and his name is Scott Kahn. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, I think just having a relaxing Sunday where you've got nothing to do and you're just like, let's put on Into the Blue. I think that's the perfect way to watch this yes, movie. Sunday I, movie for I sure. I kept going back and forth between like, what's the difference between this movie and something like Armageddon? And I, to me, I know Pollard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on your. It's uh, about an hour. I know. Shorter. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of step making on room. your, uh, on your golden horse here. There's a lot of differences. But let's see what you have to say. Yep. No, but you know, a movie like Armageddon is a dumb action movie. A movie like Into the Blue is a dumb action movie. But it's uh, Armageddon is just so heavy and so the world's gonna end exactly it's yeah. just so it's so heavy it's so long it, you just feel like you're getting pounded in the face over and over again and a movie like Into the Blue you feel like you're just floating down a river and a movie just happens to be on and it's it's a relaxing watch um, it I didn't realize this, but it gets gratuitously violent at the end of the movie. Um, but other than that, like it's just a great Sunday movie, dumb action movie. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know if it's an action movie. Would you call this an action adventure? Movie? It's adventure. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, like it's a treasure. Jones there's really there's yeah. really like one action scene. So so I remember seeing that it came out in 2005, and I remember seeing this in high school. Um, and what I remember taking away from it was just the heartthrobness of both Paul Walker and Jessica Alba, and that's what I and take Scott Con watching it the second time. I, I spoke correctly. The the heartthrobness <laughs> of Paul Walker and Jessica Alba, who both are just very studly in this movie, and um, I thought the whole like first part of it was nice and fun, lots of scuba diving. I'd never seen a lot of scenes where they're going diving, and I gotta say they really went back and forth on like. Sometimes they went with a scuba tank, and sometimes like Paul Walker just like dove down. Oh yeah, he just, didn't like, need it. Held his no, breath for yeah. like twenty minutes, and it was cool. Yeah, at any given point, it'd be like, "Oh, did we run out of scuba tank? It's cool. I'll just hold my breath for fifteen minutes." <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. So like Joel, I saw it in high school. Um. I remembered it fondly, so I put it on three or four years ago for Brandon and Devin. I think they think of it fondly now because, it, like Brandon said, again, it's a really great just like lazy afternoon oh, yeah. very low stakes you don't care what happens you're just waiting to see what happens none of it matters um eye candy great underwater shots and uh it basically was exactly as i remembered it it's a tour 
to force performance from Scott Kahn. And uh, Paul Walker and Jessica Alba also look nice, like Joel said. Um, and you don't really care what happens. You're just uh, there to see uh, Just give me people. more Scott Kahn. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So uh, I really liked it back then. It's still an enjoyable watch now. And uh, I'm just excited to be supporting a great cause and also talking about a great movie. So... Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I saw it in high school. I think I re- it was like, for me, it was one of those classic staying home from school and it was on kind of movies. You know, like a <laughs> daytime. That, we all have like a very similar experience with this. Yeah, like it's like I've daytime. got nothing else going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, for some reason, it's on, you know, FX or something. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I liked it because of the beach. It was another Paul Walker, um, you know, playing second or lead banana to a, a wisecracking diminutive sidekick a plantain you might say yeah yeah a little tiny green plantain (laughs) so similar with uh you know other movies he's done there's always that second guy who's kind of provides the punch and the personality and the uh and also a lot of the drama because paul walker's just such a straight up totally totally. kind of dude he's a good straight man man. he doesn't really act didn't remember josh brolin being the bad guy in it until later when no country came out and then rewatching it and be like, oh, that's Josh Brolin. I forgot. Yeah. You know, well, even yeah, when you're watching part. it, he shows up in the first 10 minutes and then disappears for an hour. Right. And you're like, so, oh, he's the yeah, bad they guy. Show, yeah. They show him right. very oh, sporadic. That's why they had that yeah. scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to uh, support a great cause, a cause we're all super passionate about. You know, let's, let's keep it blue all month, guys. <laughs> so the movie starts out with this very confusing and uh, intense plane crash. Like it lasts like five seconds, and you're just like, "What's going on?" And uh, they quickly then introduced Jessica Alba. She's working at the world famous Atlantis Resort wow. in Nassau, wow. the Bahamas. Nassau, um, and she's a Nassau animal Chief, trainer. Yeah. She's good with animals. She's a diver. She gets into the blue all the time. <laughs> she explains oh. that most. What is, is that the line where she says most shark attacks are just a case of mistaken identity? And she says that the right. sharks have lifeless so eyes. So she's a shark it's the only, expert. It's the only scene with her cold. at work. <laughs> it really builds her up. Uh, it, it really builds her credibility to uh, get them into the situations that they're in later. Yeah. Because she knows what she's doing in the water. She's well trained. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think right, right before you see Jessica Alba as what I wrote down in my notes I forgot to mention this but you just have the most obese actor underwater uh just this really huge guy in a tiny bikini that paul walker has to like save from being upside down are we really gonna uh, fat shame here on well no no i'm just gender? i'm just like why like why like why have <laughs> such a big guy in such a little know. tiny bikini make fun of how tiny scott Kahn is but don't make fun of how large the other <laughs> so the but why why plane... go from straight to the plane crash to like that like yeah, it's just it's like, like a very jarring i yeah, agree jarring. with brandon when i watched it it was like their way of showing that paul walker's really good at scuba diving because he flips the guy upside <laughs> yeah. down and it's like right. really that's like the qualification yeah. to show that he's if really he can handle that he can handle anything and then when they get like out of the water onto the boat it's out of the blue that guy the the big guy like the the captain is like yelling about how he broke his weight belt and all this stuff like they're Mm. shaming him in the movie yeah yeah. you know they use him as a device exactly like come on man um thanks kyle and then paul walker quits he basically yeah. shoves his boss into the water and says, you go into the blue, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And roll credits. Um, and then shortly after that, we see Jessica Alba and Paul Walker. They're on their little boat. Jessica Alba is clearly very content with just like little means. 
she just loves Paul Walker so much that she's yeah. just happy to be with him. And they show that, this by making out all movie long. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Scott Kahn <laughs> brings it up as a point later. Like, hey, man, how long do you think she's going to stay this way? Like, into you got to mm-hmm. take some risks, right, right. make some money. Like, yeah. you don't have any money. You're like scooping buckets of water out of your boat that should be just sunk by now. Yeah. But yeah, she's boat. into it. And she is. And and that's when Josh Brolin comes along and his like big, you know, commercial. Like, the uh, he's like a, a scavenger, not a scavenger, salvager? Salvager. Salvager. Yeah. So he's got like a huge boat with all the nice equipment and he comes over and he boat shames Paul Walker because he's just continuously. <laughs> boat shames. He just, yeah, he just boat shames him. He's continuously, you know, uh, getting buckets of water out of his boat. And but uh, he's it's generous. breaking. Yeah. But he's generous and he says, like, hey, I will give you a job. Like, if you're on the dock and you just got fired or you just quit and you're completely jobless and this guy with the fancy boat gives you a job, like, that's awesome. Yeah, right. it was but for Paul Walker to be so anti-Brolin so early. Like, it right. didn't really, did really show that Brolin's a bad guy. No, but I, I wrote this down, actually. They, he's talking about Josh Brolin, and this just goes to show that Paul Walker has, like, a code. You know, like, Paul. I'm surprised Pollard didn't bring this up. He's got a code, but, but no, I don't he, agree with it. He's he more talks of a about, bomb than a code. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he yeah. talks about how... He's got pride. He just doesn't yeah. have a lot of options. Well, no, he talks about how Josh Brolin hunts for treasure by blowing holes in the reef, and Paul Walker does not operate like that. If you're mm-hmm. a treasure hunter in the Bahamas, like how do you fill your forty-hour work week with productive? But how do you like probably, pay the bills? It's I probably think, like I real estate, where leveraged. it's like you just you need just to need. sell like a couple right. houses a year, and you're good. Right. I don't know. Are you and talking about Brolin or Walker right now? Both of them. Like obviously, well, Brolin's, Brolin's tied got up. got the side hustle. Yeah, of, uh, Brolin's <laughs> got his own situation. Yeah, which I was is just saying, Paul Walker, he had his own side hustle that we saw him get fired from. He was deep. Yeah. That's like, what I think. They all like doing hustles. like ventures for tourists and like right. probably them use your boat dive, as and then a, on the weekends. Like goes out. And, take like, your boat as a tour yeah. boat, or you know, put together you know stuff. Yeah, like that. it's a cool yeah. trade. I like give him props for like, being a treasure just, hunter. He's but. just getting by. He's not doing well. You right. know, he's surviving. His until boat doesn't even something. work. Interesting no. in that scene that like Josh Brolin and them are friends. It comes right. back later, but like they really give off this like we all know each other. Yeah. We like each other. We're familiar. We like we have this history, but also like their banter is so like fun and it's back like a and Mike and Gavin banter yes, like, exactly. a, like a mentor you feel like mentee. there's a there's a history there yeah and it's just like I love that Josh Brolin in that scene like we don't see him again for like another hour but like he ingratiates <laughs> himself a lot so when the plot twist comes later yeah. like ah oh, that's not surprising yeah, it's, but that's interesting it's, right 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 <laughs> it's crazy how many people know Paul Walker's character so it seems like everywhere he goes like yeah. so you're introduced that him and Josh Brolin have something going like they're the only two white guy right, right. like treasure hunters in the Bahamas but when they go to the club, like the police force, like yes. everybody knows this well, Paul Walker guy. He's just like fair, a bum on the docks. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, uh, if it's like a very touristy area, like Nassau or Bahamas, wherever this is, like all the people that work there, they have to know each other for sure. Because yeah. it's everybody else that comes in, like you automatically know that all person's a tourist, that person's other, a tourist. Right. So Scott Conn arrives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What happens after that? <laughs> Scott Conn arrives with a, a love interest. That he's just recently met. Yep. What the 14 yeah. hours? Yeah, prior. the night before, essentially, night before. and then they got on a plane. Scott Kahn, we're introduced to him like this. Uh, Paul Walker's picking him up from the airport, and the, the TSA guy yeah. is like, are you coming for business or pleasure? Business or pleasure. Come on, bro, what do you think? <laughs> huh? 
Enjoy your stay. Claps the girl on the ass. <laughs> it's just like, we know Scott come yeah. on. And also, <laughs> you know that TSA agent is just like, I have to deal with like 50 of these guys every day. Like, please just move along. Yep. yep. What's Paul Walker and Scott Kahn's relationship? Because like I kind of thought they might have been brothers. Or I think something. they were like high school friends. No, they're just they're just good buddies that haven't figured out that they're not friends anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can't One of those. Your friends. Yeah. yeah, and Scott Kahn has sort of made the money out of the two of them. You so, think? So Paul Walker's a bum, and Scott Kahn shows up in nicer clothes, mm -hmm. and he's got uh, the ends on a on some real estate there for them to stay. Scott Khan's so, eight inches shorter than his female companion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he's got money. Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Which I, cinematography. I, I, I love the scene where uh, they're introducing Amanda and Paul Walker goes up to her. He's like, oh, like Lisa, right? And she's like, who's Lisa? Oh, yeah. And she seems like such an idiot that like I almost wish they could have just been like, you're Lisa. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm Lisa. And they just gaslight her for the rest of the movie. Like I just wish that would have happened because she just seems That's so dumb. Yeah. He acquires the house. Yes. Um, and it's he represented, shady a, means. represented a client who got had racketeering charges and they put he put up the house as payment. 44 racketeering 44 charges. 44 racketeering. <laughs> yeah. Which means he's a mobster, drug dealer, <laughs> some organized crime yeah, yeah. capacity. Yeah, so they take the boat out. They take the wave runners out. Scott Kahn does all his own stunts. He does some backflips on them. They double impressive. back, I think. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. According to Aaron's notes, Scott Kahn did all of his stunts or 80%? Um, correction here. Um, James Kahn did most of the stunts. Oh. He was a proficient um, jet skier. Yes. He did all the stunts. <laughs> um, they CGI'd to make him look shorter and put Scott's con Scott, Scott, Scott Kahn's head on <laughs> And uh, yeah, those are some internet notes. I have more later. <laughs> yeah, so they go in the water. They're just having a great day on the ocean. Yeah. Scott Kahn is trying constantly trying to like manhandle Paul Walker they're just to prove his dominance. The whole time. Yeah, yeah. And in the scuffle, uh, Paul Walker loses his watch. Scott Kahn is super afraid that they're going to get eaten from sharks. And Paul Walker doesn't give a shit because he's a badass. Swims down to the bottom, finds his watch, yeah. and also finds a shit ton of cocaine. Not ah. yet. Not yet. <laughs> no? He finds remnants of a ship. Back up. And then they get the poker and they dive down and he knows exactly what to do. Which leads him to the plane, which now comes back to the beginning. See, it's all coming full circle, and that's yeah, where they you find didn't the, know what the plane was for. I never put that together until up. now. No, yeah, the plane was used to carry the drugs. <laughs> I thought that was an unrelated plane crash. <laughs> yep, they find a. It's like an 18th century knife or something with Latin on it so that Paul, Amanda yeah. can read. So Paul Walker's getting his like archaeological bugs. Fed and he's he's all about these artifacts. They come across the plane, and that's something that Scott Kahn and Amanda, you know, the sort of the more wild of the two couples, gets excited about. They bring back, uh, I don't know how much cocaine is in one of those bricks. Is that a kilo? So maybe that's like uh, uh, maybe two kilos or something. Yeah, it's ten kilos. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> ten kilos of brick. How much is that worth? Uh, depends. We're talking Bahamas money, American money. <laughs> they mention in the movie that there's 800 kilos of cocaine. And that is equivalent to 1,764 pounds of cocaine. Okay. Now, each gram of cocaine, according to Business Insider, sells for $150. So that means that this cocaine is worth $120 million. 
The Honest Company presents Jessica's Albacore. Have you heard the albacore are really biting this time of year? It's not albacore season, Carl. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. The Honest Company have slaved away in the laboratory to find a 365-day sustainable, farm-to-table, non-GMO, organic, gluten-free baby food with seven different kinds of albacore flavors. We've got Greek albacore, Italian albacore, Samoan albacore, and four more core albacore flavors we've dubbed the Fantastic Four Core Core. So if you're off hot wings and looking to score some quality core, check out Jessica's Albacore store at alba.core backslash store backslash score core and bring your baby happiness, fitness, balancedness, and whatever your baby's name is, plus Ness. In no time, your baby will be saying, wow, it's fantastic. <laughs> So Paul Walker's all about the the archaeological findings, right? And he's mm-hmm. not tempted by the cocaine, and that gets brought up later. Although in, Scott Kahn and, and his gal and pal so, are. Yeah, so they are. What do you guys do if you find cocaine like that? What is your first That's initial nothing, thought? Nothing. I, nothing I good. Feel like a little boy. I mean, Paul Walker could buy the dream boat. And more with just uh, one how? of those bricks. He starts moving cocaine in the Bahamas. He right. Becomes, he becomes a person. No way just Scott up the stakes. not zooted the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> just got a brick. He says he doesn't do drugs, and I don't believe him. Yeah, and I thought it was really, it was really good writing that they have two problems, right? Because they have the problem of like the sunken treasure that they know is there, and then they have the problem of the coke that's there. It's also very convenient writing that both of those things are right next to each other on the well, bottom of the ocean. Well, because they explain yeah. that yeah. there was a hurricane, yeah. and those hurricanes dig up treasure that sometimes has been buried for centuries. And in the whole Everything ocean, has an explanation. what you're saying is I should go to Alabama right, right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what complicates it, because Paul Walker is destined to come back for the artifacts, right? But the fact that the drugs are right next door, he cannot trust. He complicates uh, the whole can't thing. Can't trust those two. Paul Walker knows that the treasure is down there, so his new motivation is like, okay, let's borrow a bunch of money and we yes. can get a boat yes. like Josh Brolin's. Let's get uh, the equipment. Exactly. Let's go, like yeah, let's it. let's go do it the proper yeah. way so we can get like all the treasure. And out of Scott there Con's easily. supposed to have the money to start that up. Yeah, it's and like they said everything that we're gonna do is legal. We leave the drugs. We don't go back there. And we just go for yeah. the artifacts. And I think they taught. They also talk about like the very important plot point, which is like there's laws and there's like you know right. there's there's a way to be official about getting a sunken treasure claim. Yeah. And it's like you have to prove like I know what this is and here's the name of this specific boat or whatever. But it is. <clears throat> so they bring it upon themselves the task of finding something with the name Zephyr on it. But mm-hmm. they're led with the artifacts that they already have to believe exactly what it is. Like, how is that not good enough for the archaeological... Because he, like, Paul Walker's just so well-trained on the shipwreck. I guess he knows, he what, knows what he's doing. Yeah. The six-tempered Tyrannus on the dagger. And he uses... I Scott Kahn exactly gives uses, it to Jessica he, Alba because she's Mexican and says, you can read this. It's, uh, these markings. Give it to the Mexican. What does that say? It's Spanish. Yeah, you're such an ass. That's not Spanish. Let me see it. Oh, it's Latin. Six Semper Tyrannus, thus always a tyrant. What? It's Catholic boarding school. So what? It's a Roman ship? 17th century Indian dagger? I don't think so. Yeah, so she knows what six separate terrains means. <laughs> but like, also, like, isn't that just general, like, common knowledge yeah, that that's what John Wilkes Booth yeah, said? Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> ultimate story that comes out is this is a guy that, like, 
ran off with some girl and like he had a bunch of treasure and ultimately they escaped and let all the treasure sink. So we get that um, and yeah, they, they try to borrow the equipment and it turns out that Scott Con doesn't have the amount of money that he says he does. So they, they need like how much money to start up? $30,000. They need 30000 to start up and when they're about to make the deal, Scott Con is caught on the phone like trying to squeeze together like two or $3,000. Yeah. And it's like, Which is what hard was for your him. plan? Yeah. How did you not like reveal earlier, like, hey, maybe we need a couple days to put the money together. Like, let's not go to the guy just yet. Yeah, right? he's all talk. <laughs> it's like the fifth time in the movie where you're just like, I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's the worst. <laughs> Imagine he was like a normal sized person, how much you'd hate him. <laughs> you know? He was like 6'1". Like, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> like his only endearing quality is he's just a little guy. And it's right, like, right, oh, how adorable. Right. <laughs> Scott Con is five five. Yeah, that's what's listed, which means <laughs> right. Five, it's like five, five three. three. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The scene I, in the nightclub is so yes, sad. I love that yeah. nightclub scene because he walks up and Amanda's like flirting with the guy who we find out is the local coke dealer, and so Scott Con comes to get his woman back after he's jumped into the pool. Right. And he's walking around with a yeah. with a shirt turban. He's got like a shirt over his head which yeah. makes him probably like 5'7 right. with and the it's shirt. Got a device to get him a little more inch. And he oh, comes yeah. off as like I'm going to be the tough guy to get my girl back to this local who's for sure got henchmen. And like, he, and he knows owns the club at this point. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take long to realize like this guy has a crew of people that could beat me up, but it's my, you know, time to shine like yeah. He's, it's Scott Kahn's turn. He's trying to come off tough, and it doesn't work at all. And, of course, Paul Walker comes in to break it up, and the club owner knows Paul Walker. Right, and so it's, like, all good. Like, yeah. okay, you could just take your friend and, like, get out of here. And they just kind of laugh it off. After a while, he gives, like, Scott Kahn a little bit of a anger about it. But after that, it's just like, okay, we'll just, like, move on. Um, so we get we get another boat scene where they're going down to recover more things, and they have Amanda stay. It could stay. have been cut from the movie. <laughs> well, what I do like about the scene, and Kyle's right. <laughs> Kyle's right. There's too many of these. But what you get in the scene, which is crazy, is when he gets his arm trapped, they're trading off the oxygen tank, and they're so calm. Yeah. It levels yeah. up. Like, these guys know what they're doing underwater. Like, any of us get involved in that situation, like, Scott Kahn's dead. Jessica Alba is just making out with Scott Kahn. She's making out with Paul they're transferring oxygen. Transferring oxygen. Smut. <laughs> they find air in that orange pocket they had to use these well, that's uh, what she was doing yeah they, they had used these uh <laughs> things to carry up the artifact right and so she's like going up like so smart we go to a boat where there's actually a drug dealer on it because scott con and amanda go and get the coke because yeah unbeknownst yeah unbeknownst to it. paul walker they're trying to sell it and make a deal on the side yeah. which gets them into the hot water real quick yeah yeah, so why don't you take it? Cause so they're on the boat, the and we meet the the kingpin of the uh, drug empire of the Bahamas. We find out that his plane is the one that was crashed. The guy with, like, and, the ambiguous accent. Yeah, and, yeah. He yeah. and I think that Scott Kahn, he brings the brick of Coke without changing how it looks to the local drug dealer. Yeah. And is like, mm -hmm. hey, and it's funny when they go to the drug dealer's house, and they're just, like, rapping. Did you guys yeah. catch that? Scott Kahn is like psyching himself up yeah, in the car. Like, it's like that's what they do in their free time yeah. is just like rap to each other. <laughs> um, and so he didn't think to change how it looked, like put it into different bags or something. Well, he didn't think, I mean, I might not have thought that it was like the person's coke from here. Like yeah. that could have been a plane coming or going from anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. I agree he should have disguised it differently. But again, I don't think 
you know, he's not a drug dealer. So like he's his, barely a lawyer. His naivety oh. to think that he could naivete. just naivete. Yeah. I think he could just do this smoothly. Right. And he doesn't know what he's doing and that's a part of the plot. Um and so they find out that they know where, you know, his drugs are. And so I think Paul Walker is genius in this scene because they bring Paul Walker onto the boat and Scott Kahn and Amanda are being held hostage. And they basically blackmail them like, you need to find our drugs. And Paul Walker's genius because he says, uh, I'll do it if you give me 30000 Yeah, because he explains, like, I don't have the equipment for this, so you need to give me Which is money. great. He convinces a drug kingpin without, like... To give him money. To give him money. <laughs> and so he gets 30000 and now the plan escalates. And so Which they give to him out of a grocery bag. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like give him thirty grand, and it's, it's like, like out, out of the Albertsons bag. bag. Yeah, get the that thirty one. grand bag, not the yeah. fifty yeah. grand bag. Get the thirty grand bag. They give it to him. Grocery store. And yeah. so the plan now becomes: okay, we have to get these drugs back covertly to the drug kingpin, but at the same time, now we finally have the startup money that we need in order to find something that says Zephyr on. Find the Zephyr. But like, exactly. how yeah. insane. Like that, he he has that plan like figured out where it's like yes we like we got in dirty with this drug dealer and like they're probably gonna kill us right but like let's also use this boat with the, with the money that we got from him to like find our treasure like just how insane so that they then think they that go that's to a good do idea. that and Amanda gets eaten by a shark. Hey Bryce, come back. But it's a huge fucking bite. Like, it was yeah. insane that they showed that. And they did show it. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's violence in this film. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like... And that just sets off the violence, and it just escalates up it from does. there. It's not like, oh, her thigh's missing. It's like, oh, she used to have a leg. Yeah. Now it's a <laughs> dangling little yeah. string. It was oh. frustrating in that scene. So you get to start to see the cool archaeological tools. They have the big fans yep. and stuff yep. that they're using to excavate. So that was kind of cool. Again, another great underwater scene because there's not enough Agreed. of those. Agreed. And they're pulling the Coke out and they're putting it into these bags that they're pulling up onto the boat. Um, but after the shark bite, they drop it all. And they're like, okay, mission's off. Like, we need to get her in. And like, yeah. I just... When the drugs you just are, love the moral compass of we're gonna put her life above the drugs. Yeah, I get it. This but, one, the but, worst character ever in the movie. But what's frustrating to me is like they had it literally on the crane above it was water. So close. It was so close. <laughs> like you can bring that in and still get her where you need to if get her. If that was a crane game with the stuffed animal, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> yeah. It was like at least a million dollars, let's call it. Like right. just hanging there at the end yeah. of the boat. And uh and their lives are on the line. Like, they have to deliver this stuff. Right. So you got and the it's girl. it's a ticking clock, too. She, because somebody else could easily find this stuff. She's dying. The drugs are and right dies. there. She, she dies. Yeah. Like, why don't you just go for the drugs, too, at this point? Was there a less sad death 
for a main character oh. of a movie than her death. I thought Absolutely. Like, I have an I have always. an argument about being happy when she dies yeah. because in the beginning when they decide they're gonna split everything four ways, you're like, Really? Right. Amanda yeah. gets a quarter of she's this? She's so greedy yeah. too. She's like, We're still splitting it, right? Like how great is <laughs> yeah, she she's the worst. that twelve hours before hooks up with this five five dude in some other place, ends up in the Bahamas, yeah. and now she's like a quarter of the way He's into like a multi sex with Tyson Beckford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like she's, she's about to make person. no. So when she died, I was like a little bit happy. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter that Amanda died. Who it doesn't cares? matter. Yeah. No one cares. Nothing matters. Low stakes. You're moving up your seat, but just a couple centimeters. <laughs> yeah. So they get back and they don't have the drugs with them. And after a, a day, the drug kingpin guy calls them and says, "Like, where's my drugs?" And Paul Walker's like, yeah, we had some complications. Like, he seems pretty lazy about it. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll get it tomorrow. And it's just like, I don't think that's a conversation that you have with, with this guy. With a drug dealer that's like, threatening your life. With how much money worth of drugs? And there's also $1. someone. $1.2 billion by Paul Walker's <laughs> estimation. Yeah. yeah. There's the guy right next to him. That, and they get in this kind of cool car chase because you have these really thin alleyways. Yeah. During the car chase that um, adds some intensity. I thought that was a cool car and they, chase. It's scene. a lot in reverse, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's a reverse car chase, that's pretty cool, too. Which that driver was a moron. But uh, then uh, Jessica Alba and Scott Kahn's character go separately because she's like, okay, I'm, we're going to involve Roy, who's our boat chief. Yeah, because Paul uh, Walker boat, decides. Boat police friend. Paul Walker decides to get, uh, like, let chief me handle this. Man. Let's stop this car chase <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. I'm going to get out of the car. Like, leave me with the most dangerous people we've ever met in our right. life. And you guys, like, go get safe. I'll handle this. And that's like, when he makes the deal of, like, hey, I'll give you guys the treasure. But yeah. Jessica Alba. Like against yeah. Scott Kahn's best advisement, brings it to the cops, and the cops know exactly sort of who that they think. And will Scott be Kahn just ditches her. He's yeah, like, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I would. I'm gonna leave you here. I would. Yeah, but I think wow. she's making the right decision. Like, they're way in over their heads. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They at this point think they trust this guy. Like. You have to make a chance for that. Right. Like, he winds up being in league with the drug dealers, but she doesn't know that. Like, she thinks she knows this guy. She's going this, to her kids, this, his kids' yeah, birthday party. Yeah, this is party. the number one guy that they, like, trust. And even though he is in with the drug guys, he does later try to say, hey, at one point, like, you know, let them go. Like, they did what you asked, blah, yeah, blah, blah. He, so he kind of gets fucked he's up. Not, too. Yeah, he's not the worst of the bad guys. You know what snitches I mean? Snitches get stitches. Dog. So the cop. He certainly did. The, yeah. the cop knows exactly who to talk to. Josh Brolin returns after an hour not being in His the movie. His third scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls up, and Jessica Alba is immediately frightened. Like, all of this is becoming much more complicated now that their old friend kind of guy yeah. uh, is involved with these She's drug lords. Because you find out it was really his drugs. Him and the mm. ambiguous uh, accent yeah. guy uh, were partners together. And Reyes. The, yeah, the Reyes. The white guy, Reyes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That was, was like cool... maybe British. <laughs> That was a cool thing in that era, early two thousands, of making the yeah. bad guys some like just vague, right, nondescript yeah. foreign. You yeah. know, you're just like, I yeah. guess he's foreign. So yeah, he's a exactly, bad guy. exactly. Yeah. It's very much yeah. in line with the. Uh, um, what is the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't yeah. know where he's from. That but guy he's not from here. So yeah, exactly. That guy for sure was like, I'm gonna build a career out of this scene yeah. in this into the blue movie, and it just never amounted yeah. to anything. Yeah. And Paul Walker comes yeah. back to the boat to just a bloodbath. Yeah. Josh Brolin's murdered 
15 people. Yeah. Like, it yeah. gives Paul Walker another chance to just yell at Scott Kahn. Yeah. Like, what the hell have you well, gotten us into? What, Which has happened a yeah. lot. What's consistent, I was going to say, what's consistent throughout the movie is that Co- Scott Kahn never grasps the gravity of any situation. Dude, yeah. we're just <laughs> chilling <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. It'll be like, simple. Like, three people are dead. Oh, like, whatever, dude. Let's just It'll get It'll be simple. It'll yeah. be fine. Right. So it keeps getting escalated. They yell at him more. But what I don't get is at the end... When Scott Conn and Paul Walker are sort of sitting on the dock, like he's Paul Walker's just gotten the call. Jessica Alba's held hostage. He's pissed off. He throws a chair. Uh, he misses Scott Conn because Scott Conn is underneath his throw. Like he, <laughs> he, he can't throw down that. Yeah, he's got a bad it's like back. Much of a downward motion. Yeah. But what's crazy is immediately after that, Scott Conn realizes that they don't know he's there. That so, that's all kinds of problems. So though. that's a little weird. Yeah. And then you see them speeding on this boat to go save Jessica Alba, and somehow they're able to like build this master plan. You see them speeding to her rescue, but in reality they had to call their fisherman friend. And so they have to have this plan where like the goons go underwater and we'll make sure Josh Brolin is also underwater at the same time. We're going to put Scott Kahn yeah, in the pilot weird. seat so that when Josh Brolin is in the plane, like he can have a quick leg up on it. Um, and then you show up in the fishing boat. You got to catch a fish first. Right, a big fish. You got to catch a big fish <laughs> and then show they up at the same time. They could have just had that fish. And then like have a spear <laughs> hidden. But That's only how does he know that like Josh Brolin's also not on the boat but, when okay, they show up? There's it, like it's very problematic plan. Add to that the fact that like the big revelation of like they don't know that Scott Conn's here yeah. literally helps Paul Walker take down one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all that Scott Conn does is it he just like tackles one guy. <laughs> he just tackles one guy like in the water really quickly, gets shot and then gets out of yeah. there. Like and he it, helps not at all. And Jessica Alba is really the the She one helps a lot. Who does oh yeah. Because yeah. she breaks she out. She also only takes out one guy but does it very and long a lot of different out. ways yeah. that had to hurt. For well, that guy. she's got to yeah. get the the machete and chop off the arm of the dead guy yeah. that she's handcuffed yeah. to, which so is Ro- like Roy, yeah. yeah, Roy, yeah. her best friend. They have kids. Like they I, I, that's why I was saying, like, right at that point in the movie, it just gets like gratuitously violent, where yeah, you have right. like people hacking off each other's limbs, yeah. people getting shot through the eye, the spear. Yeah. I'm halfway up my seat now. Yeah, <laughs> I love because my ass hurts. I love the spear through the guy, and then the speeding the boat away, and he comes flying oh, off the boat. That looks was, so painful. Yeah, um, they corner Josh Brolin. Yep, they're able to save the day. And just but being it's in, the prude he is, he's like. I'm going to go down there and destroy the rest of your drugs. It's not like I'm going to save anyone. It's just like, no, I'm just, no one's going to do these drugs. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. And when Josh Brolin calls Paul Walker, I love how he handles that situation again. So we had Paul Walker handle it really well with the drug kingpin mm-hmm. um, by asking for $30,000. In this instance, when Josh Brolin calls him, he says, I won't tell you where it is. I'm going to make the demands on how this is going to play out. Yeah. I, I like one of the things I did like about this movie though was the underwater scenes and like having an underwater fight at the very end of your movie as like there as weird many as many underwater is. scenes. Yeah, you're right. Like the handful that there are. There was a baker's dozen. <laughs> no, but I just thought that was cool. As stupid as it is to have like a fist fight underwater, like how yeah. would that hurt at all? I thought it was still really cool yeah. the way they filmed it. The last it. 20 minutes ramp up. It looked nice. Yeah. The explosion yeah. that happens For where sure. like 
for no, like, I don't know why they like took the extra time and put the extra money <laughs> right. into it, but there's an explosion in the end and they have the scene of like Josh Brolin's face melting before right. the explosion like engulfs the whole boat. I loved it. Like, why does that, like, yeah, I know it's, it's cool to look at, but it's again, it's so gratuitous and it's just like that it's kind of pointless. It was like, right. an like why spend the to, extra time uh, to do that? You know, uh, Indiana Jones. Face the, off. You know. Yeah. Face oh yeah. When he Man sees no the, face, the Ark uh, of the Covenant yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and his, face his face melts. Face yeah. <laughs> We're also doing a really elevated adventure movie. <laughs> You're right. They're treasure hunting. Yeah. This is basically yeah. Indiana Jones you know, underwater. Oh, it's underwater. <laughs> All of uh, yeah, Scott Conn's quotes at the more. end. Where he's just like, I found the cheddar, I found the dough, the dough <laughs> ray me, the faso lati dough. They find the Zephyr to. treasure, and uh, the uh, camera pans out, and you get this yep. quote, the, the quote that we mentioned earlier. What is it, Aaron? The uh, there's six billion dollars worth of treasure, <laughs> and in it's the just ocean. And the credits roll, and you're like, I want to become a treasure hunter. Yeah, 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 no, yeah definitely. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm gonna go get you me don't some read of that. that and immediately think like, <laughs> yeah. "Wow, what if I found?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not like every year in the Bahamas, forty people are murdered like right. in open it's, waters. Like, yeah, yeah, for no reason. It's like yeah, or like the there's sex a lot of money out there. You should dive in, <laughs> get into the blue. Yeah, we were talking like <laughs> someone for sure watched this movie and that motivated them to mm-hmm. pursue yeah. their dream of like, wait, treasure hunting. I have a boat. Bahamas. I've been in the Bahamas. Yeah, like, I dude, do I'm that. saying like we put our money together, we get the gear. You, just, like, you, you rewind the movie and watch it again and start taking notes like how to do it. And you're yeah. like, okay, I need what these are the big, coordinates? I need these big tubes on the back of my boat uh, for some reason. Yeah. Like those are what important. What are they called? I don't know. Uh, they call them mailboxes. Mailboxes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Scott Conn looks up to Paul Walker. Hey, all you 5GFA fanatics. Been feeling down lately? Worried that you're not up to date with all the latest music trends? Feeling like your peers are passing you by and you don't recognize any of the songs on the radio today? I know I do. Well, we're here to say you're not alone, and we're here to cheer you up and get you back in touch with our 69-disc collection of blues classics called Into the Blues. These classic tunes are all remastered and brought to you in stunning high-definition mono. It's all of your favorite blues tracks in one incredible collection. We've collected 420 songs spread across 69 CDs or cassette tapes. Get into the blues for only 12 easy payments of $96.41 per month. That's less than $100. (laughs) That's right. For only $3.11 per day, you can own the essential collection to get you into the blues. Featuring hits from Sleepy John Estes, Pee Wee Creighton, Roosevelt Sykes, and this classic, Memphis Blues, from W.C. Handy. Holy smokes, that's good. I couldn't agree more. So this Blue September, jump into the blues. Let's move on to categories. Let's start with best scene I saw. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the underwater scenes. Okay. And it's the one where uh, Josh Brolin's henchmen are chasing after Paul Walker. He has to fight them off. And then he does this really cool thing where he goes underwater and just chills at the bottom of the ocean for a little bit. Uh, and then he evades them by swimming up and grabbing on to the front of the boat. 
so they have no idea where he's at. I so love again, that part. Savvy it's just move. Like, yeah, it's just a fun little chase scene and having it set underwater and seeing little things that you don't normally see in, yeah. a, in an adventure movie. Uh, I thought it was creative and I thought it looked great. When he was underwater, like as a, the first time watching this this week, I was like, man, what he should do is get up next to the boat because he'll be able to come up for air without them seeing him. And then yes. he does it. Yes. And you're like, yes. Blue Lord, best scene you saw. The best scene I saw was the part where they're in the water. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> Dude, that was a good part. I just think that... Scott Kahn just glistening underwater? I just I didn't think, think it was possible to glisten underwater. I, but I, I it. think it's worth just noting like how beautifully this movie was shot underwater and some of the music video scenes where they're just excavating when they first come to find the treasure and... Um, yeah, Scott Kahn and Paul Walker yeah, wrestling underwater. My favorite part was the part where they're underwater, which even, is like the whole movie. Also, uh, can we talk about Scott Kahn's chest hair for a oh, moment? Yeah, Does he have chest hair? <laughs> it's just so perfectly trimmed. It's, oh, just it's really there. It's just clearly trimmed. groomed. Yeah, it's just yeah. a very well groomed chest hair. Like, he was very proud of that. I can't be proud of my height, but I can yeah. be really proud of what I look like with my shirt off. If you remember The Godfather, James Caan, when he has the wife beater on, you see how hairy he is. He has Perfect. shoulder hair, Perfect. back hair. He is a hairy, He's hairy not animal. It. Yeah. And so it makes sense that Scott Caan would also be a hairy animal. He would that, inherit the gene. And it's also on brand for Scott Caan that he'd well groom all that yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Um, so my best scene I saw was uh, Scott Kahn pumping himself up in the rearview mirror. Uh, it's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a, just pure testosterone. It's honestly Oscar-worthy, and it, it really gave me goosebumps. You want the one, two, three? What if I, what if I, what, what if I shot you? What if I shot you? <laughs> and he's just pumping himself up in the mirror, and he is just like the least badass dude ever. Yeah, but right. He knows that he's a badass, and I just appreciated his craft going in there trying to get it like riled up. Oh yeah, and, for uh, sure. It was just, it was honestly, it moved me. It he just, thought it was, it was his taxi driver scene. He's yeah. like, this is the scene that's gonna make yeah. me. What if I, what if I shot you? Yeah, what if I shot you. One two three. One two. One two three. What the one two three? I loved it. Let's move on to how do you do that, Brandon? How do you do that? How did Paul Walker? Find the courage to jump off of the top of that boat headfirst into the water while handcuffed. I don't have any courage. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that is scary shit. And maybe it's just for me because I don't know how to dive. But, like, how do you do Honestly, that? Honestly, how like, do you do that? It's akin to, like, you don't know how to dive. Joel's a friend of roller coasters. It's, 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 like a year from now, if I'm like turning on NBC on like a Sunday night. And David Blaine's doing that, like I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But yeah. that's what Paul Walker does in this movie. I'm handcuffed, I have jeans on, and I'm gonna go underwater yeah. head, ten minutes. But head first, yeah, he dives head first. head first into the water. It's crazy. You it's adjust, you insane. move your head a little bit when you're diving in, and you just face plant. It would have been really funny if he just belly flopped. Yeah. The, like, just, there's a scene where Scott Con like, belly flops, oh. and yeah. it's like, like if I do that, I'm drowned in sixty seconds. <laughs> like I can't, I can't. Oh, the Nicolas Cage movie, yeah. yeah. Pollard, how do you do that? Mine is very similar. It's just how long they're able to hold their breath, all of them. Think like, about how small Scott Con's lungs <laughs> yeah, are <laughs> compared to a normal sized little, human. Little baby. Yeah. It's like a uh, a game hen. Well, and the one the one line that she's I have experience or whatever that she knows how to dive. That's just a one little line that shouldn't explain that she can hold her breath for five yeah. minutes, you know. They're yeah. doing yeah, it's it's way too impressive to be real. Yeah. 
Uh, my how do you do that? How did Paul Walker lose his handcuffs after he dove into the water? It's true. We talked never about it. Never explained. Um, maybe he did a David Blaine move. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah, it's not explained. So how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, my how do you do that is uh, how did she do that? Uh, we oh, see Paul Walker get fired very early on in the movie. And we also see... Jessica Alba have a very prominent job at SeaWorld, or what's it called, Pollard? Atlantis. Atlantis. It's SeaWorld. And uh, the rest of the movie, she doesn't call out. She doesn't have a boss riding her. It's just, I've got a week off to go (laughs) treasure hunting. But she is the best in the biz, according to that first scene. So I don't know how she got that time off She is the shark Scott Conn also makes his stay in the Bahamas indefinite, I guess. (laughs) You know, like, get the feeling it's like a weekend trip or maybe a week, and he's there for, like, a very long time. My howdy do that is a combo with uh, that had to hurt. Uh, Scott Conn punching the guy in the club. So, first of all, how did he... I mean, that guy was tall. How did he reach how up that he, high? How did he get up there? <laughs> For, like, the reach, the right. guy could have just, like, turned his cheek to the side and Scott Conn would have missed or something. Yeah. yeah. He gets on his tippy toes um, and it's just a whiff. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it's kind of like a jumping punch, you know what I mean? Right. So he, like, jumped well, rabbit, rabbit back, punch. Like, ground shot of him, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what? Wow, he jumped to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so also that had to hurt. I mean, but just kind of the pride, like, dude, look at this little guy trying to pick a fight with me. Like, yeah, like the nerve, man. That kind of hurts my confidence. Right. Like, who does he think I am? I run you this know? club. Also, though, he wasn't too banged up, so it clearly didn't <laughs> yeah, affect clearly, him. Yeah, clearly, like, <laughs> like didn't oh, physically man, hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is like a cool breeze. You need ice? Like, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> so the end of the movie ups the violence. And uh, the one that I thought was just so painful, I kind of went back and forth between two people, but I'm going to go with the guy that gets harpooned through the leg, yeah. and then uh, Paul Walker's boat friend drives off on his speedboat going like 50 miles an hour uh, and just drags that guy into the, into the water. That, that had, had to hurt. hurt. So there's a girl in this movie named Amanda who no one knew before this movie. Who no one gave True. a shit about. Uh, she died. Scott Conn, her lover, didn't care she died. No one cared she died. The I Bahamas didn't care she died. And uh, it had to hurt to be her parents, you know? <laughs> she was yeah. uh, she was just a girl at a bar, and a week <laughs> later, she's she's shark food. Like, her pa- yeah. The body comes back. Her yeah. parents are also like, Lisa? Wait, who is this? Yeah. She's also the kind of girl that would go to the Bahamas on a whim with a guy she just met. For sure. So this is something her parents anticipated. Yeah, her, her, right, right, right. her parents don't like her. No, she no. doesn't like her parents. That, that had to hurt. My that had to hurt is uh, the plane crash going down with those drugs. And not for the pilots because it's too obvious. They know what they signed up for. But the, uh, the drug lord, to lose that take... How much money do we know is in there? Like, let's just call it a billion dollars. One point two billion. It's so much money that had to put a huge dent into his drug empire. Yeah, like that was a big shipment for him. Yeah. So that, that had to hurt. My that had to hurt. It had to hurt when uh, Amanda got bit by the shark. As a fellow shark bite victim, uh, I can tell you that <laughs> it's quite painful, and that adrenaline does kick in. But it's also yeah. it's quite painful. That had to hurt. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. I think that the Archaeological Institute of America organizes the Interesting. reunion. Interesting. And there's some dirty players behind I also the scenes. Have that. <laughs> there's a, there's some dirty players behind the scenes in the uh, AIA. Mm. And uh, 
They muscle their way into getting all of the Zephyr findings by killing Paul Walker and Scott Kahn. Well, obviously Scott Kahn organizes the reunion. Um, he's going to try and get everyone together again uh, and try and do some more insane, elaborate, get-rich-quick scheme that will ultimately get them into some deep shit once again. Yeah, I agree. Scott Kahn definitely organizes the oh, reunion. Yeah, he's uh, Not if he's dead because the archaeologists killed him. <laughs> But whatever. <laughs> like, he's the only one who wants to just keep celebrating all this just getting moment. getting around his tombstone. No, like, yeah, I feel like he's just like, all right, on to the next thing. Let's keep looking for treasure. I got this right. Really cool. Paul Walker's, like, put the money away. Yeah. And he's kind of being responsible. Yeah. Scott Khan's spending it, wants more. He's on to a new guy. Oh, so yeah, he leverages sure. this reunion as a, we need to go back hunting again, man. <laughs> yeah. We need to get back. You're right. Back to the In five yeah. years, he's blown all of his take. He's blown a lot. He's just super leveraged. Like he's got you know yeah. money out there. He's Loan not sure. He's not liquid. Yeah. He yeah. needs He needs some. He's cash just a, after the treasure. He's just now back in the black. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've also got Scott Con. Of course. Mine's a little elaborate. Jessica Alba forbids Paul Walker from seeing Scott Con again. Rightly so. Uh, after he let you know her go to the cops on her own and all that. Uh. So he writes a letter to them and it says, Jared and Sam, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while since I felt your legs wrapped around my waist, Jared, as we wrestled. Been a while since I've tasted your lips, Sam. <sighs> I miss you both. I've changed and the money didn't make me happy. I realized that what you were trying to tell me all those years ago and I didn't listen. I still think about Ashley and how perfect we were for that week. <laughs> Ashley. That week that went bad. <laughs> I wanted to say I'm so sorry, so please meet me at Latitude 47, Longitude 112 next Friday so I can give you an olive branch. That's the floating nightclub they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Scott Kahn on a multi-million dollar recreated version of the Zephyr that he built oh, for Sam and Jared shit. to live on. <laughs> but Jared and Sam ripped up the letter and the only one who shows up is the homie Danny. <laughs> Let's move on to the Clutch Award. I gotta go Scott Kahn, uh, just because literally every decision that he makes in the entire movie is wrong and seriously jeopardizes everyone's lives. Uh, but he comes in clutch at the very end of the movie when he finally helped Paul Walker take down one of Josh Brolin's henchmen uh, through an elaborate Sneak attack. Like, yeah, through an elaborate like you stay down and pretend to be the pilot underwater, and if somebody comes by you. Get him a little bit. Um, so the whole movie, he's not clutch, but in that one scene at the very end, he comes in clutch because he hasn't done anything productive the entire movie. Blue Lard, clutch award. My clutch award is all of the archaeological equipment that they come up with after the $30,000 they get from the drug lord. That... That fan that they bring underwater, the mailbox. To, oh no, the and the mailbox. Yeah. But the fan that they bring underwater to yeah. blow off all of the sand is so clutch to me. Is that, that what they used cool. to find the bell? Yes, that's what they used to find mm -hmm. the bell. So that's where they have any standing at all at claiming this archaeological site. And uh, yeah, without any of that, I think that they don't get their artifacts. So. The equipment itself, to me, was clutch. Clutch. My clutch award is the shark that bites Amanda 
because I appreciate the shark getting Amanda out of the movie at yeah. that point. And I yeah, think we ready. all appreciate it because, like we mentioned, nobody was sad that she died. No, not at but all. can and you imagine the end of the movie if she was there like, I want my cut 25%. <laughs> She's Lieutenant Dan wheeling in, wanting her cut. It's, uh, it's quite an accomplishment to make a character so not a bad character, but still have nobody be sad that she died. So uh, my favorite quote comes uh, towards the beginning of the movie, and uh, I loved my, my best scene that I saw that I said earlier was when Paul Walker and Jessica Alba were living the simple life early in the movie, just loving things. And my best quote is from Paul Walker, and it's from when uh, Scott Kahn shows him the house and the boat that they get uh, while he's there in the Bahamas from one of his former clients. And Paul Walker is just so excited to get that boat. And he's like, what? We get the boat? Yeah. That's our boat! And yeah. he yells back at Jessica Alba. And he's just like, so, I love the emotion he has in this movie. That guy he he's loves a great boats. Actor. He, gets, he loves boats he's so just much. really sell movie. emotions. Brandon, quotes. Uh, I got a couple. Most of them I don't understand. Uh, so one of them is when Scott Kahn is talking to Paul Walker. And Paul Walker expresses that he's like kind of nervous about Amanda like spilling the beans on their discovery and like the coke and everything. And Scott Kahn's response is, "If she talks, we'll have her in the Special Olympics next year." I love that. I yes. have no idea what it means, but it I know sounds, it's offensive. They're gonna hit her in the head. With <laughs> yeah, the I was gonna say he's gonna bludgeon her, and she yeah, they're won't gonna be beat able to her say up. A word. So, oh, so it's like we're going to ki- we're going yeah, to seriously we're going to oh, yeah things. yeah we're gonna yeah. give her a traumatic brain injury. Yes, is what it means exactly. Okay, well, again, I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was offensive. And that's why we're here. I mean, you can only get into the Special Olympics so many ways. That's true. And this right? is well, actually, there's like seven different qualifying categories. Seven and, different kinds of qualifying. And then Josh Brolin at the end of the movie where he's just spitting all of his like imaginary characters and he says Santa Claus is coming with my coke. Just great. Yeah. He does like three or four imaginary yeah. characters to just yeah. like hit like, home yeah. that I don't believe the Zephyr is oh, really we're there. Go right. to Never Neverland with, yeah. the, with the fur- Tooth Fairy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the Easter <laughs> Bunny is going to be there too, <laughs> taking uh, just like, taking drink orders. Okay, we get it. But they do a close up on his face, and it seems menacing because of that. <laughs> My uh, favorite quote comes from Scott Con, and uh, it's when he's convincing Paul Walker to go back for the drugs, which is like half of the movie. But one quote in particular, he says. Winners make the rules and losers live by them. That was from Boiler Room, but yeah, he really <laughs> it would fit right in, wouldn't it? Uh, but I love that. It was just like, okay, cool, I'm in. Let's go back yeah. and put our lives in danger now because oh, yeah. you told me that early in the movie when uh, Scott Con tries to manhandle Jessica Alba, she goes easy cheesy. Scott Con also says, came a little too close, almost pissed in my speedo. <laughs> Which is nice. And then uh, I'd like to get this one in the pod because I really actually liked it. When Roy, the guy that turns on them, Uh Jessica Alba and Paul Walker's friend, seemingly, they go to the birthday party of like his daughter. Right. And he just totally sells them out. He goes, those are my friends. And then Josh Brolin shoots him and goes, they were my friends too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That was amazing. I don't get it, but I loved it. You know why I love this collection? Why? Because it's got something for everyone. Do you love animals? Doggone it, I do. Well, Disc 47 is for you. It's dedicated strictly to animals being blue with songs like... The Pony Blues. Mule Skinner Blues. Good morning, Captain. Well, good morning to you. Stop, 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 stop. 
Stray Cat Blues and the Police Dog Blues, sung by none other than Hugh Laurie. From the hit TV show House? Yes, the bad boy handicapped doctor from the TV. And let me tell you, if you had a leg and a temperament like his, you'd be singing the blues too. All my life I've been a traveling. You know what I love about the blues? How sad and stupid they are? Yes, but also that they don't have to see to feel. And that's why we've collected all of the songs from the prominent blind musicians since 1919. They're blind? That's right, they're blind. Featuring songs from Blind Lemon Jefferson, Blind Joe Reynolds, Blind Boy Fuller, Blind Willie Johnson, Blind Blake, Blind Melon, and Blind Willie McDowell. You know I love that one better. Let's move on to What Takes Me Out of the Movie. What Takes Me Out of the Flick. Pollard, took you out of the movie. Um, I am not an archaeology expert. Wrong. But the Institute is. But and, the Institute uh... is. <laughs> so I don't get the whole, we have to find something with the name Zephyr on it to claim that the archaeological site is theirs. Paul Walker's... You don't know how to watch a Paul Walker movie. They have, <laughs> they have the horn. They have the horn with the Latin on it. Yeah. And Paul Walker's able to explain hey, it. Hey, I'm on the horn! <laughs> Paul Walker's able to explain exactly why this is the Zephyr archaeological site. Right. How come he could not use that knowledge to make the claim in the uh, legal sense? Uh, it's a, I don't know. I mean, they probably have different rules in the Bahamas. I don't know. I don't think he had anything that said it until that, well, like... No, but that's, you, that's, that's my point. That's my point. Why, why does it have you to say Zephyr on about it? Maritime because law. it could have been anyone's, <laughs> like, dagger. Nobody no, was like, listening but, to the PowerPoint presentation Aaron gave us on maritime law and treasure hunting. I'm not going to do it again. It's your fault for not paying attention. I don't read Aaron's emails. They come like five times a day. Oh, I sent them five times. He's, never read them. <laughs> He's able to explain it to the rest of the crew. Like, this is from the Zephyr and they believe it. Don't you think, like, archaeologists would be able to believe him? He should be able to claim like, that site without getting involved in any of the drugs. It's imperialistic for a white guy in the Bahamas to be like, I found this. Well, like, yeah, it's mine now. Treasure and you do think mine. like it would be enough to get someone qualified to at least come yeah, check it out. Come with me. Right. Come get an official to come with me. I'm making a claim that this is a Zephyr. Let's go look at it together. But to be fair, like he wants to have everything that he can be on the up and up. Like he wants everything to be beyond reproach so that like when somebody gets there, there's no question yeah. that it's like his claim. Yeah, I like know. Nobody he, else can come get he's it. He's playing by the book, but I just feel like the book was come written away wrong. With me. What takes me out of the movie <laughs> is how um, Paul Walker finds both this plane that supposedly a lot of people have been looking for that is uh, underwater, and also this uh, shipwreck. Um, you know, Josh yeah, within like a couple yards Josh of each Bro other. Yeah, well, it, just that for me, regardless of where they are, that he finds both of them in a short amount of time after seemingly not looking that long. Where Josh Brown was like, "Oh, it took me, you know, years before I found my first thing." And he finds two of these big things that not yeah, only <laughs> not only a lot of people are looking for, but um, and then like you said, are right next to each other. Um, just kind of pisses me off that like he got so lucky. Let's move on to McMulligans. Joel McMulligans, what would you change about this movie? 
So uh, if I could change something about this movie, um, I would change just how easily Paul Walker caved into this whole drug plan that they're following mainly through Amanda. I mean, Scott Conn is like, whoa, yeah, you know, let's think about it. But Amanda seems to be what's really driving this. And yeah, yeah. It's this girl that, you know, he doesn't know. Scott Conn barely knows. And, like, even if Scott Kahn is, like, a close friend of his, like, he clearly says many times throughout the movie how important Jessica Alba is to him. And, like, just ride or die with her. Like, sorry, Scott Kahn. Like, I'm sticking with Jessica Alba because I don't want to be alone. Yeah, their their friendship is tenuous. It's, like, unbelievable that he would have just, like, been like, no, it's cool, dude. Don't worry. Like, we're just going to keep rolling. This might be a controversial take, but I'm going to say let Amanda... I'm gonna say let Amanda live at the end. Wrong. Okay, my reasoning Very behind wrong. this. My reasoning behind this. Uh, Scott Con, terrible character throughout the movie, right? Like he does all these. Also he makes wrong. All these terrible. Well, he makes all these terrible decisions that put people in harm's way. But he gets a redemption arc at the end of the movie because he's able to save uh, Paul Walker. So you would say that he doesn't come up short. So I'm saying, movie. I'm saying, give Amanda a similar, uh, you know, redemptive arc. She can help. She can be like the person that's radioing everybody from her wheelchair. Or whatever, something like that. Just give her a chance to redeem herself because she like has no redeemable qualities. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then Scott Con's still shorter. Um, so my McMulligan is similar to last week's that Aaron had. Uh, last week, Aaron was upset that Angelo Pappas didn't eat the sub. I was upset that this whole movie was surrounded by cocaine. It's in the club, it's in the water. <laughs> No one does any goddamn cocaine in the whole movie. No one sells it. No one does it. No, no. one buys it. It's just it's offered to Scott. Con we don't even once. know if it actually is cocaine. It might just yeah, be baking yeah. soda. I just wanted to, like I just want one scene of Scott Con and like Scarface with like a desk yeah. full of cocaine. <laughs> just like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. His hair's his hair's boiler room level like <laughs> elevation. Yeah, it was there's was so much goddamn coke yeah. no one did anything. Yeah, instead instead of him stealing the brick and trying to sell it, he just tries to do it and so they catch yeah. him in the mansion just yeah. like completely knocked out. With a grenade launcher. Just covered. Oh. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> he lines it up where it says it spells out cocaine in cocaine and he starts the whole word. He's like, I can't do this. This is a masterpiece. No, Scott Con does cocaine out of The character. next morning he has a screenplay written that he did all night because he was so <laughs> Okay. Let's move on to Spin-off. Origin. Or sequel. Brandon, what do you got? Um, in true fashion of myself, uh, I'm going to go with a sequel that involves ghosts. And <laughs> so, high fantasies. So the <laughs> Give the people what they want. So check oh it out. In gosh. the sequel, the ghosts of the Zephyr treasure are going to come back to haunt Paul Walker and Jessica oh, Alba. Yeah. So when the two ask the ghosts, what do you want? They say their spirits still walk the earth because they were never able to accomplish their goals in life, and their goals were to be drug traffickers. And so once again, Jessica Alba and Paul Walker have to do business with some shady characters in order to put these these ghosts' souls, these ghouls and ghosts and goblins. There's a whole scene uh, where they're debating, are you a ghost or a ghoul, and they can't decide. I can't see why not. I'm in. I really like underwater ghosts. 
That's like a really cool okay. visual, yeah. you know? Like I mean, I wasn't thinking underwater ghosts, but they could be. I like, think why that not? that's where you find them, yeah. Perfect. I'm going to do a sequel, and I just want to pick up right where uh, the movie left off, and they found the treasure, and I want to cut to maybe a couple months down the line. Like, I don't want to see the process of them pulling it up and selling it. I just want to jump right into the start of the sequel is they like have established all the new things they're doing with the money. So they all have like nice houses, nice boats. Paul Walker has like a fleet of boats and he has like a whole crew that is going and looking for more, uh, uh, treasures. And, uh, Scott Kahn opened up a rival bar nightclub to rival the other one. Okay. Um, and he, uh, he's a performer there, so he raps <laughs> at it. So there's like, like he's, I can see him he's like a DJ he can do that. and rap yeah. guy. He owns it, so the people will do it. You know, they'll just come and it's like the do worst nightclub. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. And then uh, Jessica Alba is pregnant because when this was going on, she got Whoa, pregnant in real congratulations. life. Congratulations! So. Wow. Uh, Paul Walker's grown out his hair to Josh Brolin's length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, dude. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. kind of worried about him. Like, yeah. dude, you're turning exactly. Like, Ow! Uh, so I want more Scott Kahn. Uh, give me him at the end of the movie with fifty million dollars. For the first half, it's like a Richie Rich type movie where he's just like <laughs> buying so many gadgets. Yeah. He just yeah. fills a bathtub with, like, Coca-Cola. Have you Coca-Cola? ever seen 2,000 chicken nuggets, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, weird, strange flexes with his, like, 50 million. And then in the other half, it's basically Jerry Maguire, where he turns, okay. he uses his money to become a sports agent, and he's, like, looking for love, and it's literally Jerry Maguire, but with Scott Conn's douchebag character. <laughs> like, where a lot like, of scenes where he's like, oh, you got a kid here, kid. How about Twinkie? Get out of here. Leave like me and your mom alone. Like a 2005 Bluetooth thing that's, yeah. like, enormous. It's like, not- if Tom Cruise was like, my character for Jerry Maguire is the devil, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see that movie. <laughs> My SOS is a, I like the Scott Kahn sequel, but I'm going to go with a Josh Brolin origin story. Okay. I think there's a world where he, his start in the whole, you know, salvaging game was very similar to Paul Walker's. And then he kind of mentions along the way that he had financers who, you know, needed their returns on their investment. And that's kind of why he got into the drug stuff. So it would have been cool to see that kind of transition from maybe he started with good intentions. It kind of looks like he did. He Sounds does some like good stuff. No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah, he finds a briefcase. <laughs> no no Country cash. for Old Men. Uh, for Gary Oldman. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that would have been an interesting origin story. All right, let's move on to genre swap. Joel, what do you got for genre swap? Okay, so my genre swap. I want to turn this into a musical with a little bit of a Mamma Mia aspect to it, and uh, Mamma Mia. They're, um you can kind of keep the storyline the same, except uh, I would take out a lot of the killings that happened <laughs> towards the end of the movie um, and the um, kidnapping of Jessica Alba and just kind of make it like everything's just like a proposition for Paul Walker. And he has just different times throughout the movie where he's like, ooh, should I or shouldn't I? Um, like when they first find the drugs and Scott Kahn is like, come on, man, you got to do it. And he's like, hmm, shit. And there's, so there's a song there somewhere, you know. And then later on, Jessica Alba is like, don't go with them. Like, stay with me. He's like, ooh, should I stay with her? So basically, Paul Walker just has a lot of music coming out of this. Um, and I think it could have been a nice uh, angle for him in his career. I love it. Big 
thinking? Swap the um, genres. So I just thought of this recently uh, within like the last hour or two. Um, I'm thinking like make this an animated movie where it's like in the vein of Finding Nemo. My uh, genre swap be like a horror movie uh, where all the main okay. characters are on one, like the yacht on or PCP. <laughs> yeah, or Brolin's boat and uh, something happens to the boat where it breaks down and so as as the time goes on, people start disappearing from the boat party. One of us just snorted Yeah, one a of us snorted of a break of coke and it? killed someone <laughs> and it's just trying to figure out Definitely who's wasn't done Scott it. Kong. Yeah, yeah, and they're floating and it's and like... In the first five minutes someone owns that. The shark like, comes into me. play. I bludgeoned them and I did the, the coke. The shark comes into play. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, um, I want to make it a little bit more serious, and um, I don't see how it could be more serious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it more serious, a drama with actual uh, Bahamian natives. Like, you get rid of all of these... A la Apocalypto? <laughs> Not <laughs> quite. Like no, I, I have... Ryan Pollard <laughs> presents Mel Gibson's... <laughs> no, the Jessica Alba birthing the apocalypse. <laughs> no, it's... You get rid of all these entitled white people, or you have, like, one white traveler role... And it's more like uh, Blood Diamond. Kind of like Into the Blue plus Captain Phillips plus Blood Diamond. Let's move on to the Blue September Blu-ray price. The Mike Hillary Blu-ray price category. (laughs) Joel, why don't you start things off? So um, as much as I like the heartthrobness of both Jessica Alba and Paul Walker and the 2005 vibes and the diving scenes, I just really didn't think this was that great of a movie. And the whole second half of it is just really doesn't make a lot of sense and so i went pretty low and i'm just doing 15 pesos wow that's yeah. super low yeah that's like shockingly a, low yeah that's i think that's the lowest you've done yeah. i think low. if you walked up the street for 20 minutes you'd find more well i mean i'm a little bit more than that i would pay 5804 somali shillings we talked about it's one of those movies you wouldn't mind watching, but it's nothing I you know wouldn't care if I never saw again. Yeah, I'd pay a one tenth of a gram of coke. Um, it's a perfect lazy day afternoon movie. The stakes are low. Senior is beautiful. Scott Con again gives another just tour de douche performance, <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd definitely give up one tenth of a gram of coke if I had to. Yeah, to see it. Again. Okay. Yeah, you still okay. got the other nine tenths to, to enjoy while you watch the film. <laughs> yeah. Hard to argue. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it had like a lot of great moral life lessons and uh, a lot of great underwater scenes. It's a stupid, dumb adventure action movie, and sometimes I want that in my life. And I'll definitely take it in my Blu-ray collection for 26,243 Korean won. Into the Blu-ray collection. <laughs> That's relatively high for you in these. Yeah, I well, mean, it's just, it's appealing. Yeah. I think it's a Paul Walker thing. If it's okay. a dumb adventure movie with Paul Walker, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like I liked it more than all of you guys. I'm willing to pay 83,676.25 Colombian pesos. You're a madman, P. Now you're speaking my language. To keep this Are on the, the shelf. pesos different than the Colombian pesos? Yeah. Yes, Mine absolutely. were Mexican pesos. Right, mine were Colombian pesos. So, um... I'm paying that much because I want it on the shelf. It's just a good watch, easy watch, you know. There's going to be a lot of lazy Sunday afternoons in my future, and this is the kind of movie I want around. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to would this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Why don't we start with Brandon? Would this work? 
Um, I'm going to go yes for this one. So McSullivan plays the Amanda role in that he meets some random chick in a bar in New Orleans who invites him to a getaway with her friends who live in the Bahamas. So basically the woman that he meets is like the Scott Conn character. Um, when McSullivan finds out that the friends are treasure hunters, he tries to get in with them real tight. Uh, eventually he goes out on his own one night, finds the plane crash and the Coke. Uh, curiosity gets the better of him and he does way too much of the coke and blacks out for a few days disappearing somewhere in the Bahamas <laughs> the rest of the crew finds the Zephyr and the gold all while wondering where's McSullivan they try to claim the treasure but they can't find anything with the name Zephyr on it McSullivan regains consciousness wanders back to the house where the rest of his fa- west, bleh, where the rest of his friends are and they explain that they found the Zephyr, but they need something with the name on it to officially claim the treasure. It turns out, during this coke-fueled stupor, McSullivan dove down and recovered a dagger engraved with the words Zephyr on it. He shows it to the crew, and they're all elated with this new development, but that's when McSullivan flips them the bird and says, Fuck you, nerds! I'm claiming this treasure for myself! (laughs) And it's just another typical weekend for McSullivan. (laughs) Yes, this absolutely works as a McSullivan really? vehicle. Well, wait, what do you mean it works as a McSullivan vehicle? Well, what I mean is that I think it's a great hangout McSullivan film. Um, he's retired, living in Margaritaville down in the Bahamas. Uh, he's wearing Hawaiian shirts. He's listening to Jimmy Buffett and Loving White it. Snake. Loving it. And most importantly, he's living with and banging Pop's daughter. Pop's doesn't know McSullivan is down there, and Pop's gets a call from his daughter asking him to visit to meet the man she's in love with. <laughs> We get a long montage of Pops packing up sunscreen, flip-flops, grabbing his wife, and getting excited for a vacation and a break from McSullivan, who he just spent six months with on an undercover operation that left Pops with four gunshot wounds, courtesy of McSullivan, who was drinking too much and mistook Pops for a bad guy. Anyway. Again. (laughs) God damn it, McSullivan. Anyway, (laughs) fast forward to the Bahamas. Pops is furious to find out McSullivan is the man her daughter is in love with. (laughs) It's mostly like meet the parents in the Bahamas where McSullivan is hanging out, banging Pops' daughter in front of Pops and driving (laughs) Pops insane. We get to see McSullivan take down some bad guys underwater with a harpoon, show off his more proficient scuba capabilities. McSullivan is also using uh, (laughs) Cuba to smuggle cigars into the Bahamas and making a killing. And the movie ends with McSullivan giving Pop's daughter an STD and then leaving her because, quote, her meat's gone bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, this absolutely works as a McSullivan vehicle. Um, I have it where McSullivan plays Josh Brolin's character, and uh, he runs a crew of boats that look for drugs in the water in the Bahamas. But in this film, Paul Walker takes the job on his boat and uh, he starts out as a deckhand, and he makes him just continually make egg salad sandwiches all day on the <laughs> on the boat. And uh, so, Again! Mc- <laughs> so McSullivan finds the treasure, but he's ambushed by the drug lords who are looking for their cocaine. A crazy shootout ends with McSullivan killing everybody and getting all of the drugs and all of the treasure. So he's just doing cocaine off of the gold bars when the uh, the police show up. And then he has to kill all the police. And uh, and he commits to a life at sea Not on the sting. run. He commits to a life at sea on the run with just a bunch of cocaine, and he lives off of cocaine. He has no food. 
he has come across this fortune, but he has nowhere to go. So it kind of becomes this like castaway thing where he grows out his beard really long and he's just doing cocaine. That's the only thing that's <laughs> keeping like him alive. Coke again for dinner. And uh, he's got nowhere to go with this fortune that he's found, but he's uh, he dies at sea doing what he loves. That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Uh, stay with us as we keep Blue September rocking and rolling that's all September right. long. Oh, yeah. What's our next movie, guys? It's a blue, it's a blue, blue September with blue crust. I'm so. glad we're doing blue September. I think it's a great cause, so. It's a great it's, cause. It's yeah. one of the greatest causes that I've ever been a part of, and that's, that's for saying sure. a lot. You yeah. avoid causes. You, you yeah. definitely are not one to go for causes. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we've had fun for a long time. We've done, we pumped out like 10 or so episodes, and we're just deciding to take this thing to another level yeah. and actually give back. When you have a platform like we do, and right. you don't spend it doing good, what are you doing? So, right. you know, we have thousands. You're only as good as your goodest deed that you do. Well, it's going done. to be hundreds of thousands. You have a lot of listeners. You can follow us at Five Guys Flicking Around on Instagram. You can email us at Five Guys Flicking Around at gmail.com. Download our podcast at Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car! Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Almost pissed in my speedo. I hate this guy. Scott Conn looks up to Paul Walker. <laughs> so you would say that he doesn't come up short. <laughs> We're surrounded by cocaine. I don't want to be alone. That's going to go at the end. And then a little fart. A little hot shot, teeny tiny lawyer picks up an amazing girl.